Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. Blessed be the word. Amen. So I would say the gospel was first shared with me by a woman named Marion Batchelder. Many of you probably know Marion Batchelder from long ago. But she was a woman at our church and was very instrumental at Camp Utaba and all of that. But she was a woman at Clearfield Community Church who ran what, what was called weekday church school. And she would run around in her giant international and pick up kids, wayward kids like myself, and drag us to uh, uh, this after-school program that was on Tuesdays, because there were other churches that had programs on Tuesdays at that time. And uh, this was kind of, she, she put this together. She also ran like vacation Bible school and all that. Marion Batchelder was a force to be reckoned with and, uh, and an incredible woman. I can't remember one thing that woman ever said to me other than you've had enough cookies, Curtis. <laughs> Leave some for the others. Because <laughs> that was the great part. If you, sat, if you did vacation Bible school, they always had cookies and punch at the end. So that was sad. <laughs> that was a lot. I started that maybe as early as like second grade or something like that. We would go to vacation Bible school. But the reason I say that Marion shared the gospel with me was that that's how I got going to church. I went to weekday church school and I made friends and I, I heard, you know, Bible stories and we sang songs like Climb, Climb Up Sunshine Mountain, which me and Brian Burtwistle used to change to Climb, Climb Up Sunshine Pizza for some reason. We were one of those kids. <laughs> but we had all these great songs we sang and I remember around Christmas we would put on a little pageant and uh, as I got older I would be Joseph and and uh, all of that. So, uh, you know, that's how the gospel really was shared with me. Through the time and attention and the passion and the, the sacrifice of Marion Batchelder. Putting in her time. Because it was, it was a lot of work. There were a lot of kids jammed into that international. We didn't have seatbelts or nothing. We were just rolling around back there. Uh, going, uh, getting dropped off at home, getting picked up from school, and all of those wonderful things. Paul today is talking about kind of sharing the gospel. He quotes a psalm, I believed, therefore I spoke. And Paul says, we believe, so we speak. So that the, the, 
the thanksgiving and the glory given to God and the grace of God might be shared more and more along with more and more people. And Paul's method of doing that is to go to a synagogue and start talking to everybody and start talking about the gospel and start talking it up. And i got to say, I think sharing the good news of Jesus, sharing the gospel, talking about faith, talking about Jesus, talking about church, talking about all that, it's difficult these days. Particularly for a very, you know, uh, uh, soft-sell church like ourselves, right? There are some churches that have no problem, right? But this church in particular, we're kind of, we're soft-sell, right? We're not, we're not out to push ourselves on anybody out there. We don't want to cause any any hurt feelings or waves. Actually, I think part of part of our, you know, growing up here, we're particularly sensitive. Uh, you know, the last thing we're going to start doing is going around banging on doors and talking to strangers about what's going on here at First Baptist Church. Uh, the other thing is, I think sometimes we think, every, you know, if, if people haven't accepted Jesus by now, if they don't know what who Jesus is or what Jesus is about by now, I don't know if they haven't been paying attention or been under a rock somewhere, because we've probably heard it, right? We're kind of thinking everyone's kind of heard it already, right? Because there are a lot of people out there vying for attention for their particular brand of Jesus following, right? All of that kind of... So there's a lot of folks out there sharing that. And, and so we think, well, maybe everyone already knows what they're, they're talking about. Every time I talk about reaching out to the child care center, someone tells me that, well, they all go to their own church already. And, you know, and that's probably true for a lot of them, but there's probably some who don't. Uh, the other thing is that, that we don't want to... You know, we want to respect everyone's faith. You know, we want to give... We're, we're a people of liberty. We are people of the Roger Williams form of Baptist that, that believes that uh, coercing people or, or uh, that people should be free to worship in any way they feel or not worship at all. And we certainly believe that and don't want to push ourselves on, on anybody out there. The other thing, I think, sometimes when we're honest, if we're honest with ourselves... And when, if you're honest with me, uh, some of it, I, sometimes it feels like we don't know enough to share the gospel or the good news. In fact, probably right now, when I, if I were to trapped in an elevator with you and I said, hey, what do you think the gospel is? Because I've been throwing that word out for about five minutes now. <laughs> and if I were asking, if I were to ask you to define that for me, uh, I bet that would be an intimidating and difficult task because we just we throw this word around as though everyone knows it, <laughs> knows what it means. Speaking of which, I will say the gospel literally means good news, but I don't know that that's any any help either, <laughs> right? Because okay, what is the good news? And we can't help. Sometimes we run back to the platitudes of Sunday school. Oh well, Jesus died for your sins. And, uh, you know, you can, or we might quote John 3.16 because it's the only text we know. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his life. But, but to be honest, those concepts, you, to say that Jesus died for your sins uh, is a complicated thing to say. And bears, a, you know, there is no elevator speech of the gospel uh, I can't give you one, and neither can anyone else. I, I think it's, it's a complicated, complex thing, right? 
Plus, I don't, I mean, and so we can't reduce it. You end up reducing it to something that is meaningless. Uh, like Jesus died for your sins, I think needs a lot of unpacking, particularly in a world where that, that carries some baggage with it. Yeah, you know, what, what does it mean? You know, what does all that mean for you? And, and you know, you know how do you, what do you deal with the idea that all of a sudden now I'm responsible for Jesus' death on the cross because of my sins and things like that? So you've got to deal with, you know, it's, an, it's a complicated, complex concept. So sharing the gospel, I think, becomes complicated. And yet, don't we have a story to tell? I mean, I think, I know uh, people have been, have, have seen followers of Jesus living out their faith, whatever that is, and sometimes that has not helped our cause. Can we agree with that? Sometimes that has not helped our cause. In fact, I think we spend most of our time trying to heal people who have been hurt by some of those out there in the world who have been living out their faith in a way that has brought a lot of harm into the world and a lot of, and, and ends up being the exact opposite of what Jesus desires for our world and desires for the hearts of those God loves. And, and so we spend a lot of time undoing that. And so when we say, <laughs> when we say, oh, hey, we're a, you know, come to our Baptist church and worship Jesus, you know, that is loaded with a lot of baggage, right? We've got to explain a lot of things. And we have a story to tell, though, because there is, it isn't what they're thinking. <laughs> Amen? We are different. And we are exploring and evolving. And we do have a version of what good news looks like that is sometimes the complete opposite of what other people think good news looks like. So we really are under an obligation to, to share our story. We believe in what First Baptist is what the vision and the, and the ministry that God has dropped in our lap. We believe God is in this, amen? We believe Jesus Christ is at work here at First Baptist Church, don't we? Yeah, do you? <laughs> we believe that God's love can transform, that God's justice is available, amen? Paul says, so we speak. And yet, how that such a struggle? How do we speak about it? Well, one way is that we live it out in a way that that is consistent with the God of love we know and the Jesus who stood up for the kingdom of God and the justice of the kingdom of God. So we live that out, amen. We live that out through our mission efforts. We live that out in the way we reach out beyond ourselves. We live that out in the way we accept people and seek to heal people and give people the space to come and feel the love of God and and just have a supportive space where they're not judged or condemned. We live that out. So just like Marion Batchelder, our faith is shared best even without saying a word about it just by our actions, by who we are, and how we live into that together.
And yet, at the same time, I bet, I mean, there are people who need this, who need what we have here. Uh, Paul tells me there's 75 people here today. So we got a lot of room <laughs> for more. And I guarantee you, I'm going to give you a minute. I guarantee you, as you sit here and think right now, there is someone you know that you have thought to yourself, oh, they would really, they should be here. They would really get something out of this. They would heal. They would, the, you know, the, the weights they're carrying around would be lifted. The, the, they would get to know Jesus in a new way that would transform their faith and redeem uh, the, the faith. There is someone, there is a name in your head right now that you can think of that you wish was here to receive what we have. To feel God's grace wash over them. To feel the warmth of, of, a, of a loving community that looks at the heart and not all of this. That looks at the now, not the past that accepts you the way God made you and loves you and walks alongside, doesn't give you answers, but walks alongside and helps you explore faith. I bet you know who someone in your life that needs that, that doesn't have another faith community, needs to be here. I guess I, I want to challenge you to to start praying about that. And I think that's where it starts. It starts with us praying for that person. That they would find a place, maybe this place, where they can reconnect themselves to a living God who loves them and nourishes them and helps them grow. It's selfish for us to hold it to ourselves. It's selfish for us to just receive that grace of God and not figure out, do the hard work of figuring out how do we make the invitation to those people we love around us who need this. And I know we all say, oh, they'll never. I hear that all the time. Oh, they'll never. You know how many people are sitting here who have told me to my face, oh, I will never. <laughs> set foot in a church except on Mother's Day and Christmas. <laughs> it's not just Kevin either. <laughs> you know how many people? So don't ever say, oh, they'll, they'll never. You just put that in God's hands. But we believe. Amen? We believe. So we speak. Sometimes we even use words. Let us pray. A loving and gracious God, we hear Paul kind of talking about the, the Gospel and the need to share that Gospel. That good news of the love and the justice that You brought into the world, that You lived for, You died for, and You rose again for. May we... 
share our own faith. Not all the answers, not all the understandings, not the elevator speech, but our own faith experience. Or help us to at least love someone enough to say, I think you would get a lot out of coming here and just being in this space. May we think of those people and pray for those people and pray for our part in them finding that commitment and that connection to you again. Gird us and empower us. We ask this in the loving and gracious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.